Today in Science from Wired. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off US versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous US China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Here's today's spoken edition of Wired. Support for this podcast and the following message come from TD Ameritrade. You can get smart with your investing with help from knowledgeable professionals, customizable tools, and education designed just for you at TD Ameritrade, where smart investors get smarter. Member SIPC. Meet Xenobot, an eerie new kind of programmable organism. Researchers hope the living robots made up of masses of cells working in coordination can help unlock the mysteries of cellular communication by Matt Simon. Under the watchful eye of a microscope, busy little blobs scoot around in a field of liquid, moving forward, turning around, sometimes spinning in circles. Drop cellular debris onto the plane and the blobs will herd them into piles. Flick any blob onto its back and it'll lie there like a flipped-over turtle. Their behavior is reminiscent of a microscopic flatworm in pursuit of its prey, or even a tiny animal called a water bear a creature complex enough in its bodily makeup to manage sophisticated behaviors. The resemblance is an illusion. These blobs consist of only two things, skin cells and heart cells from frogs. Writing today in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, researchers describe how they've engineered so-called xenobots from the species of frog, Xenopus lavis, whence their cells came, with the help of evolutionary algorithms. They hope that this new kind of organism, contracting cells and passive cells stuck together, and its eerily advanced behavior can help scientists unlock the mysteries of cellular communication. How cells work together to form intricate anatomies is a major puzzle, says Tufts University developmental biophysicist Michael Levin, co-author on the new paper. What we're very much interested in is this question of how cells work together to make specific functional structures. Once they start probing that unknown, they might even make headway on the more mysterious question of what else a cell might be willing to make. Levin and his colleagues began co-designing their xenobots with the help of the cells themselves and some fancy algorithms. They harvested stem cells from frog embryos and differentiated them into heart cells, which naturally contract, and skin cells, which don't. Working under a microscope, they cobble these active and passive components together, making use of the cell's natural inclination to stick to one another. Some ended up shaped like wedges, others like arches. When the xenobots moved around, the researchers could observe how their unique structures, both in their cell's arrangement and the overall shape of the blob, mapped to behavior. They sent all this data to a team of computer scientists who built a simulated environment for digital versions of the xenobots to play in. 
They then ran evolutionary algorithms, which in a sense replicate the processes of natural selection, to look at how a xenobot structure helps it, say, move forward. The system searches for possible manipulations of the xenobot's designs and explores how these new designs might affect functionality. Xenobots that do well at a particular task in the simulation are deemed fit and are bred with other high performers to create a new generation of evolved xenobots. Levin and his co-workers then try building some of these designs, others they throw out. They send the ones that work back to the computer scientists who adjust their simulator based on what the lab folks learned. So it's this kind of back-and-forth cycle between the design and the biology that helps understand the rules of what the biology is doing, says Levin. The brainless blobs end up behaving in ways that are downright spooky. They change their movement from time to time, so they will move in a particular way, then they'll change it, then they'll turn around and go back, says Levin. When they encounter other loose cells, they'll herd them into little piles. Slice a xenobot open, and it'll pull itself together again, a la T-1000 from Terminator 2. Two xenobots might join together and scoot around as a happy couple. A xenobot with a hole in it can pick up and carry things. How a xenobot's cells are communicating, or really, how cells communicate in general, to produce such complex behavior is what Levin and his colleagues are after. And most importantly, how we can control it, Levin says. A xenobot is a -a one-of-a-kind organism. It's both a living thing made of living cells and a machine that the researchers can program to express certain behaviors. The frog cells aren't special in and of themselves. It's the emergent behavior they collectively produce that's so remarkable. Then we can start to think about a whole new way of going about robotics. Your typical humanoid robot is a collection of dumb parts that make up an ideally intelligent whole that can walk around and manipulate objects. But a human body is intelligent all the way down. Cells are communicating to make tissues, which collaborate to make organs, which make up the ideally intelligent whole. We are interested in feeding that information back to engineering and AI, Levin says. The path there won't be easy, though. Constructing robots out of living tissue shares many of the same challenges that are being worked on in the field of soft robotics, only turned up to 11, says Tonis Nygaard, who studies evolutionary robotics at the University of Oslo, but who wasn't involved in this research. The real world is a messy and noisy place that any robot has a hard time adapting to, much less a robot made out of fussy living cells. But the beauty of using these kinds of evolutionary techniques means the robots, in a sense, adapt themselves to the environment like real living things, albeit with the guiding hand of humans. So a warm welcome to the Xenobots, hybrid robot organisms like no other. May the world treat you kindly. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.